On this episode, you'll be hearing from Roderick Mera, who's one of my closest friends. I know him for almost 20 years now. We grew up in New York together. Roderick is an avid soul traveler. He has traveled to more than 15 countries on his own. And this episode is about soul traveling. Because <laughs> it's something I'm very fond of. I think everyone should do it. And it's also, I feel, it's a logical stepping stone for people that are thinking about uh, moving abroad. And it's definitely helped me uh, transition to moving abroad. And there's no one better to speak about this than Roderick. He's done it all. He's had some amazing experiences. He's going to break down the stigmas attached to it, the abuse of solo traveling, and how you can have a great, successful solo trip. Hope you enjoy this episode. This is In Living Color, Abroad. Right here's Roderick Mera. Welcome to Eleven Color Broad. How's it going, my brother? Good to be on. Good, 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 good. Sounds a little bit weird saying that to you because I actually know you for like fucking forever. So (laughs) it's it's been a lifetime. Yeah, it's been a lifetime. Basically, basically a lifetime. Basically a lifetime. Um, So yeah, Roderick, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, uh, my name is Roderick. Uh. I go by Roderick Radford on Instagram, not by Roderick Mera, so I don't know why you'll call me that. You know, you know, so I guess my real last name that I don't use. <laughs> no, but I'm, uh, I'm 29 years old. I've been traveling solo since I was 26. I've been to over 15 countries, I'm pretty sure, since then, in a matter of three years. Um, just going out by myself and really learning how to make friends without having to depend on, you know, like whenever people travel, they travel with their friends. I don't, I kind of just depend on myself to make a friend. It's either I talk to some strangers and make some friends or I'm not going to talk at all. Um, uh, but yeah, that's basically like like my, my little story of traveling. Yeah. So like, and that's uh, some context for people that are listening. I've known Roderick for literally almost 20 years now. And, um, yeah, like, it's funny because our parents actually knew each other before we knew each other. And we found that before, out, like, later on. Before, before we even probably existed. Right? Yeah, probably before they, they worked together in a factory, yeah. like, sewing clothes and shit in New York. And, like, we found Some that out. Latino shit. Yeah, very, very Latino shit. <laughs> when, factories, Latino shit. when factories are still open and shit. Obviously, that's not a thing anymore. But... Uh, <laughs> But um, it's kind of um, crazy to think that that's actually how, like our parents knew each other, like small world, right? But yeah, and like as I was saying in the po- at the end of my podcast, Roderick kind of like inspired me to solo travel. Like it, it, I remember my first trip being in Montreal. But before I get into like that trip for myself, what was your first ever solo trip? Well, okay, it was I was 26 years old. I just got out of a terrible, terrible, terrible relationship. I was very, very depressed, and I was like. I was I wouldn't say I was like suicidal but I kind of didn't give a fuck if I died and I rem- and I remember looking back I was just like so numb and fearless that I was like I don't give a fuck like I'll, I I want to go somewhere that I've never been to, to before and I've always dreamed of going to Hawaii and I was like you know what fuck it I, I'm also scared of planes <laughs> <laughs> which, is like, which is which is so funny because I travel all the time now and um 
And I was like, fuck it, you know, like, like, life, like, it doesn't matter anymore. Anything could happen in any moment, you know. I had this girl that I thought I was going to marry and have kids with and all that shit, and it didn't come true. So I was like, like, fuck it. What, what is there to lose? I ended up going to Hawaii, like, lowest part, lowest point in my life, and, um, stayed at a hostel because I was broke, you know, and I ended up making friends from all over the world. Growing up, I was always kind of like an introvert. When I was extroverted when my friends were around, but when I was by myself, I was very much introverted, you know, like to the point that I had really bad social anxiety that I couldn't even pay for my own stuff at the at the counter. And like, I remember I'd have to go to my friends. I'm like, hey, could you pay this for me? Because I'm, I'm too scared to talk to the cashier. Flash wow. forward to like, Hawaii. yeah, man, flash forward to Hawaii that uh, I ended up being the most popular guy at the hostel. Everybody knew who I was. I was the one planning the fucking parties. I'm like, yo, tonight we're going to go here, here, and here. I gathered up a bunch of us. We, went, we all went hiking together. It was like a real, I brought those people together in a sense. You know, I was, it was, it was, it was kind of full circle, man. And ever since then, it was like the rest of history. I was like, I have to go see more and I have to, I have to express more of that personality of that, that I, that I worked so hard to develop, you know, that I thought it wasn't going to be anymore because when I was in that relationship, it was kind of controlling. I couldn't really talk to other people because she was always like, oh, you're trying to flirt to other girls. I'm like, nah, I'm just a social person. I'm not trying to fuck people. I worked really hard to not have social anxiety and now I want to socialize, you know? But yeah, man, that was my first trip. Hawaii was the shit. Was yeah, I mean, I, I think that's kind of crazy that your first trip was Hawaii, which is literally like fucking 13 hours on a plane and shit. So it's yeah, kinda... man, it was it was intense. I remember like being afraid, and then I'm alone on this plane, and I didn't even have a good seat. I, I, <laughs> I sat next to like I had like I was like like in the middle aisle of a jumbo jet, like like next to some family. It was it was really weird, but ended up talking to them on the way there. So it got, it got the ball rolling, man. Um, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really I think I think if you're an introvert and you have issues with like socializing a forced when you're forced to talk to people like <laughs> you, you know you're gonna do it you know and you'll kind of get over that that um uh that internal blockage that you have yeah I, I think it's funny that you're saying that right like as far as like you being introverted because like obviously I knew you since like middle school but like we, we really became cool in high school and I think there's yeah. no way someone would know that if they didn't like speak to you about it right like it's oh yeah yeah, on the on again, anybody can feel confident when they have their circle around them. Anybody yeah. can be can be outgoing when they know they're gonna get acceptance. Mm -hmm. So like to me, we're going out to the mall, going out to clubs, like that's somewhere where I'm out of my element. Nobody knows who I am. Oh my god! Like I, it, I remember being. I remember I used to go clubbing with my cousins, and then they would just take me because if they took me, they wouldn't get in trouble. Bad because oh, <laughs> so, so so they'll be fine. So they used to take me to these crazy ass like crazy like stripper, like like like, like where rappers would be with them, and then I'd be at this place, and I I would feel so uncomfortable because I'm just like oh my god, like I have no value here. Like everybody mm. here are ballers. They have tables at the at the things. My cousins and her and her friends, they're all super pretty, and I'm just like the the nerdy cousin tagging along like hey what's up uh, on his phone the whole time yeah, yeah. and and then now now i can go to almost anywhere and be and be outgoing you know and i i would say a lot of like, solo travel really shows you what you're made of man and i was i'm saying I, i'm just so grateful for that breakup that happened because i i don't think i would be where i am today with, with solo travel and i wouldn't have met so many people that i've met and seen so many different countries and just experienced shit that that not that the average person won't get to experience, you know, like most people after after that kind of heartache shit, they'll go back to another relationship or maybe they'll just like get depressed about it and numb. I think it's normal to be sad about it, but, you know, use that pain to, to do something better, to do something you're scared to do. No, that's real. I think you, you said it best, right? It's like, it's like traveling, they say, you know, traveling is, oh, okay, you learn about yourself traveling, which I completely agree with. 
But then when you solo travel, that's when you really find out about who you are. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. man. That's a, it's just you by yourself. You don't have like a you don't have your friends to make you feel better. You, it's just you. You know, like anything. And basically, that's what the the, the 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 funny thing is. That's what life really is. People people think that like, oh, you know, I have my friends here. I have my family here. Like that's my life. But you have to understand. Ultimately, I, I don't want to get all like 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 philosophical but ultimately we're all alone like like in life you are alone you know nobody can walk your road for you other than yourself and when you're on that solo travel and you're in a different country and you're here you spend all this money for this shit you're like i'm either gonna make this shit good or it's gonna suck and <laughs> yeah. ultimately it all falls onto you on your own per, on your own perception man and and honestly yeah no and i i think that's that that's the part that and that's why i wanted to speak to you right because i'm like hmm who do i know that's not a teacher but I've done a lot of traveling, a lot of solo traveling, because like I said, I don't think I would be able to have lived abroad if I didn't do solo traveling, right? Like I had to learn, like, and I'm sure for you as well, right? Like you gotta, you you learn about yourself, about the shit you like and the shit you don't like, and if you yeah. and if you do something, it's like why did I want to do that? And if you didn't do it, why didn't I want to do that? And you said it falls on you and nobody else. You can be exactly. when you when you travel with somebody, you can be like, oh, this person was like this. Or whatever. To do that. Exactly. Yeah. So I had a terrible time. But you can't do that when you're by yourself. <laughs> no, no, there, there really isn't. A, there really isn't another option. It, it falls onto you, man, and you make or break the moments, man. Like, like so many times I would go to places and I'm just like, damn, this wasn't as fun as I thought it was gonna be. But then I found a different way to find fun in it because you know, I think solo travel also kind of, kind of lets you go with the flow. You know, there really isn't much expectations. I think if you, whenever I solo travel now, it's like I don't, I don't try to put too much on my agenda. Because I feel like you, like, for example, I went to Costa Rica and I ended up wanting to do all this stuff and I did all of it and I was like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. And then I remember like, kind of, you know, fuck it, I'm going to go off what I thought I was going to do. I ended up staying with like some, some, uh, some native people called the Waruka. Um, uh, I think, I think it's the Punta Arenas, like, like, okay. deep in Punta Arena and, yeah, man, and, um, uh, it ended up being one of the coolest times. I stayed on that reservation. They took me hiking. It was fucking beautiful, dude. Like. And that was by myself, man. I didn't really know anybody. I ended up, and it was all by chance. Like, I remember I spoke to my taxi driver, my Uber driver. He was like, I was like, you know what? I want to find some good local food. He's like, well, the, he's like, he's like, well, the restaurant you went to is pretty mainstream. Let me, let me drop you off at this really cool spot. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whatever. We, we drive past the back road. He took me to some really cool, like, local trucks, like, food truck spot. It was awesome. He's, he's like, like, let me show you a spot. <laughs> And then, and then, and then, exactly. And then I was like, whatever. He's like, if you want, I'll pick you up from here, like, like in twenty minutes, and um, I'll charge you like, like Uber, so but just pay me in cash. Yeah, I was like, yeah, 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 cool. Anyways, long story short, I kind of got his his WhatsApp phone number. We started talking. And I was like, yeah, you know, I really want to go meet these native people, but I don't, I have no idea where to go about. So my plan is to go to the city, ask around, and try to get a connection there. And he's like, he's like, oh, that's cool. He's like, he's like, he's like, take my number down. I'll pick you up tomorrow, and I'll drive you out there. I was like, cool. Anyways, randomly he calls me like like around twelve AM and he's like he's like, Roderick, you're not gonna believe it. I was like, What what's up, man? He's like, After I dropped you off, I ended up picking up some lady from like a native tribe called the Baruka. I was like, Get the fuck out of here. Like I, I know about that tribe. I, I studied them. He's like he's like, Yeah, you know, he's like he's like she gave me her brother's what's up her brother's WhatsApp number and if you want we could go drive and I'll drop you off there tomorrow and I was like, Oh shit, hell yeah. So then we're driving through this crazy ass, like muddy, muddy road, like like it's like off road to Costa Rica, like nobody really goes there because it's not like a like a touristy thing. We're driving like lost in the reservation, like on really thin roads, muddy, raining. We end up going to this really small house and like 
we ended up talking like I ended up talking to the family and I, I ended up staying in their house and we had I had I ended up staying in, in one of their houses because they have like a like they have two houses or whatever and I stayed by myself we had to walk like 20 minutes in the dark oh and, on the reservation to, to get to get to this one little secluded house by, and I was by myself in the middle of nowhere oh my who, god who, 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 it, was, it was like some like some like fucking movie off of like uh, what's that movie like, like Blair Witch Project no no like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the middle house <laughs> And it was like, but I, it, they could have killed me in my sleep, but um, I ended up having a beautiful experience. Um, they brought me food. We walked around. They showed me these beautiful waterfalls. They talked about um, uh, their their people and you know what they what they what they know at least because because and they, they spoke you know, Spanish. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, the, their language, their, their Baruca language kind of was washed away. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but in Costa Rica, there really aren't many native people there. It's mostly like a lot of like Spaniard looking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just only about six or seven like groups of like native people that 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 exist out there Got because it. they were they were killed so heavily when the conquistadors came and fucked shit up. <laughs> yeah, but, but it was it was a beautiful experience, and that wasn't on my list, you know. That basically going back to what I was saying is when you when you don't come in with crazy expectations, what to do, it, it comes out better. I, when I went to, for example, I went to Peru and I had a crazy itinerary, and I had a good I had a good time, but I didn't connect with any people other than like my. Other than my Uber driver again, that, that, <laughs> and so, so, so if you're listening and you want to solo travel, and, and there's Uber, try to connect with your Uber driver because a lot of the times they end up being really cool dudes and they end up driving you around way cheaper than the, any taxi would. They give you a fixed price and you kind of get to know who they are as a person, and and then also you have a good cameraman because yeah, <laughs> because I love taking photos. If if you if you check out my Instagram at Roderick Radford underscore on Instagram you can see all my cool videos and photos and um uh, and I have to I have to just say I have to cut you off and I know he's he's Roger is my friend but I I would shit on him if I could like he knows this and I don't I don't hold back like he takes he (laughs) takes he takes some dope videos like he takes a lot like in all his travels like it's professionally done like I'm not even like if I was yeah no (laughs) it's probably the the nicest thing I've ever said about you I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. It's, it's been a long, it's been a long way from the from the GoPro, <laughs> the GoPro to where I am now. Yeah, no, 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 but yeah, he, he take. If, if, please uh, check him out. His videos are pretty insane. Like he takes drones. And they're really well done. It's not like cheesy shit. Like it's really well done. Well, some of it's cheesy, but most of it's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's always, everything's a little cheesy. You know? Yeah, no, no, no. It's really, it's really dope. It's really dope. But now, um, soul travel is also real when you live abroad. So, like, I'm here, right? And, like, I have coworkers and stuff, you know, that are cool. But sometimes I want to do things on my own because I solo travel. I know what it feels like to do things on your own now. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you soul travel, it makes you do things on your own, period, right? It's not like, oh, I want to go to this country or whatever. Like, you feel, like you said, like that independence and, like, that self uh, gratification of, like, you know what? I can do this on my own, and I'm gonna be cool, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. It's it's that kind of thing that that they don't they don't teach you, man. Like our society is very much like you need a person to do things with. You can't go out by yourself. Like like <laughs> I remember the first like before I started. Sorry, I got a cough. Before I started, um, uh, I'll edit that out, guys. No. All right. Well, well, before I started, um, uh, solo traveling. I started off going to movies by myself because this is towards the end of my relationship and my girl, my girlfriend at the time didn't like any of the movies that I liked and I'd be like, hey, let's go watch this new um, X-Men movie. She's like, 
I don't want to watch that. And I was like, okay, I'll go by myself. And then, and like little things like that, I'd go watch the movie by myself. And I'm like, you know what? This isn't that bad. And I actually got to enjoy the movie more. That now that I don't have to fucking explain it to my, to my fucking girlfriend, <laughs> like this is Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> No. And, then, and then, and then, when you, when you soul travel, that's kind of how it goes, man. It's, it's like everything falls onto you, and you and you it, you learn so much about your perception and the strength of your own perception, and how you can make anything good and anything fun. You know, it's, it's, it's the shit, dude. I, I really, I that to me is one thing that I that if I ever do want to settle down, it's gonna be hard for me to not want to do a solo travel. And if the person that I that I'm with is against that, then I'm gonna. Probably again be alone in solo yeah, traveling. And, and, you, <laughs> and, and honestly, it isn't necessarily like, because again, you know, like you can go out. I've, I've solo traveled and not hooked up with chicks, and I've gone solo traveling and I hooked up, but it's like, it, it, that's not a, a, a necessity, you know? It's more just kind of going out and meeting people at, at a genuine base level, man. Yeah, and I agree. And like when I was, uh, like when I was with my ex, you know, like I, I want to go to Cuba and she couldn't go. But she was cool with me going, and I appreciated that. So I agree with you. Like, if I get in a relationship, like in the future, like I would, if I want, if my, if our schedules don't align, I would want to know that I can go somewhere. You know, and vice versa. Like, I'm not gonna be a hypocrite and be like, nah, you can't go. You know, like not nah, like. No, no, he, it, has to, it has to be a fair share. Man. Yeah, exactly. So like you, like I think that like that like that solitude, right? Of like, hey, like I'm independent, you know, and I think. That's something that I think, like you said, soul travel definitely teaches you. But all right, let's we could talk about this for hours, right? So let's move on. <laughs> let's move on a little bit. So like you said, you've been to fifteen countries. You said soul traveling. I think so, man. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have, honestly, I haven't really added it all up because it's just been like. But I know it's been five countries every five or four countries every every year since two thousand six. So so as you know, this show is called In Living Color Abroad, right? And like you have not yeah. lived abroad, but you have solo traveled extensively abroad. So tell yeah. me about like an experience you had in like any country where you felt like, and this might be a lot of countries, but <laughs> where you felt like, wow, I really feel like I don't belong here. When I went to Jamaica, it was definitely like people were like, "What the fuck is this?" Because I was the only person there who was who wasn't on black, and it was like I got stares, man, and it, and I didn't really feel uncomfortable. But it was like the, my first day; it was dramatic. Like everybody was like, but I, I stayed in the same neighborhood. And then after a while, I was like, oh, "Who gives a fuck? Some fucking white boy or some shit, whatever the hell." But uh, that that was the first time that I kind of felt that like that type of a uh, of a culture shock. I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm the I'm the fucking I'm the outsider here. Oh shit, you know. But for the most part, like. I really don't feel too out of place, man. Like people, people might see me like, "Oh my god, look at that guy covered in tattoos!" Holy shit! But I never. To me, I've always been. I've always been like that. That guy that kind of gets looks, even in New York, where fucking everybody's kind of weird. I still get. <laughs> Word. I, I still get. <laughs> so, so to me, I like feeling like an outsider. To me, has never been uncomfortable. And I think when you when you walk around like that, they kind of accept you way faster. Like. I remember, for example, I went I went to DR. This is one of my my favorite trips of all time. I, I went to DR, and I was trying to go out to go party. It was a Sunday night. What the fuck's going on on a Sunday night in fucking DR? <laughs> and, I, and I asked the local. I was like, "Yo, what's what's a good spot?" He's like, "Oh, come to this spot. It's always popping." People from the hospital were like, "Yo, we're gonna go to this really cool party. You should come." I'm like, "I don't know. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the local spot." And um, uh, ends up that the party they went to was a crazy rager. And let me tell you where I went. I ended up going. The, the place the guy told me to go to was a 
fucking karaoke bar oh full God. of people in their in their 40s and 50s and, <laughs> and i walk in with my beer and i'm like what the fuck is this dude <laughs> and i and i was like this is this is not what i thought was gonna happen tonight but anyways i, I bought a big i bought a big presidente you know like like the locals did and i fucking drank a beer and um i, I, I went to the, to the to the karaoke house i was like hey play this song for me and um uh, i sat by the bar before before um uh before i was gonna go sing and then I, I sat with with a bunch of like like mothers and fathers and husbands and stuff and we're all hanging out and they're like hey what's up brother hey what's up well, I'm, I, they, you want some food they're giving me food we're drinking they're giving me beers and i'm hanging out with that I, I don't even fucking know who the, and obviously everyone knows that i'm like a weirdo because i'm wearing a tank top covered in tattoos and then i go on stage and i'm fucking singing i sing um uh don't stop believing and then everyone's going crazy in the crowd and i'm just like yo What's what's my life right now? I'm like hanging wow. out with my kids, and, and it was one of my favorite moments because maybe I could have been hanging out with people my age, but who else gets that kind of experience, man? Like like yeah. I don't know many other people who who've gone to another country, partied with people who are who are twice their age, and like ended up having the time of their life. It was it was awesome, dude. It was a great night, and that that to me like. Even though I was an outsider and I, and I felt like being an outsider, it kind of works to your advantage, man. Yeah, it definitely could, right? Like you said, they they, they because they, they're interested, right? They're intrigued by the way you look and whatever and you're not being from there. And, and I think they appreciate the fact that I appreciate them. Exactly. When I, when, I, when, I, when I come in there, I'm like, I'm like, wow, I totally appreciate you even like letting me hang out with you guys and not giving me dirty looks. It was just kind of more like... <laughs> That guy was funny, and what he let us talk to him, you know. Yeah, it was, it's not some entitled, yeah. it's not some entitled shit. Exactly right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you're in their country, and you respect the fact that you're in their country. Like you don't expect Thanks. anything from them. It's like, alright, I'm gonna make what I no. can from this. So exactly. I, I think that's the right mentality. All right, let's talk about this because this has definitely always been on my mind. Now that I've like solo traveled a bit as well, and I spoke to people about this, you know, like staying in hostels, right? So yeah, and this is where I think kind of like inspired me to like think about living abroad is that when you go to hostels the people that you mostly see at hostels anywhere that you go right like i, 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 I you, like are exactly like they're they're yeah. they're they're you know they're north american or european and they're mostly white and yeah. so that's always been a thing where like I've always wondered, like, why is that? Like, I don't wonder it now. Like, I know why, but like, <laughs> but you know, I know it, yeah, exactly. So it's like, and we, I mean, let's talk about the why, right? Maybe like, whoa, what, what do you think it is? So, what well, do you think is the reason why? What is what is your well, what is your? Thing? Okay, so first things first. It's like the one day number one, number one. On average, white people have more money, and, it's, and exactly. I don't mean to say that, like like sound fucked up, but like like think about it. It's I, the truth. Like, it's, I, not- it's just it's just if you look if you look at the statistics, statistically speaking. <laughs> White people make more money than people of color. It's just yeah. statistically speaking, you know. Yeah. And that—that's one. I think also in Europe, hostel lifestyle is normal because traveling there is so easy. So like, of course, white Europeans are gonna travel more because like the hostels there are like hotels there, and mm-hmm. it's—it's it's kind of also a rite of passage. And also, you know, being I'm first generation American, so when I talk to my mom about going to other countries, she's like, I remember the first time I'm going over here. She's like, What the fuck are you talking about? You going over there? Why are you gonna go? You're, you're over here in the best place in the world is fucking America. And I'm just like, nah, In I'm Queens. Gonna I'm, I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm trying to get the fuck out this shit. And um, um it, that that plays a big factor in it too. I think culturally, like you know, in New York, if you're from New York, 
you stay in New York. You know, it's that yeah. um, uh, mentality of like, you know, like this is, and, that, and it, it happens in small towns too, but I think especially in New York when, because it's like the best city in the world. Like, like it really is. Like, I've traveled all over again, and nothing <laughs> compares to this. I, I just think like, we would take it for granted because we're we're, we're from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that that's what's what I would say. You know, it it's not it's also not something like a value in um uh, like say like 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 where we're from. You know, in Queens, like I don't think I don't. I ain't I don't from know Queens, motherfucker. I'm just like I tell you that. <laughs> oh, you, uh, you're from you're from Brooklyn. Well, you went to school in Queens, motherfucker. So you spent more time in Queens than than than, than in Brooklyn, all right? <laughs> But like for example, like well, like where we're from in New York, when we're we're from inner city, you know. Yeah. How many people travel like we do? Like travel, travel in general. Like I, I know people who travel, but they stay at resorts. Yeah, like you know, I, I like. Cool. <laughs> my like, favorite I, thing, I, I, bro, I, is when people say, "Yeah, I, I went to X country. It was beautiful. Where were you? A resort. Okay, so what? A resort looks looks nice anywhere you go. Like <laughs> a resort is like fucking. Oh, you went to a resort? No, no, you didn't. You didn't go to Cancun. You went to a resort in Cancun. You didn't go to fuck. You know what I mean? Like. I remember I, I went to Cancun and I fucking hated it, man. I ended up saying, oh, fuck this. I, I went to, like, I walked around, like, the regular areas where, like, the where the buses were at. I walked around. Like, I wasn't really, like, a... Again, anything can happen anywhere, man, but... I think one thing you learn from being from New York, which is, which is a, I'm very, very lucky being from New York, is that I can tell a hustler from a mile away because over here, everybody's hustling. Yeah. Everyone's trying to hustle you, get you to their club, get you to this, get you to that, so I can pick up bullshit really quick. So when I go to somewhere like fucking South America where they're trying to hustle me, I'm like, bro, nice try, dude. I'm from where this shit came from. Like, like it's like the, yeah. you know what I mean? I have a good sixth sense when I travel, for example. Like when I, I'll give you an example. Like when I was in Jamaica, I was having breakfast with my driver and I remember these guys came out of the car and I was like, mm-mm, something off, something's off about them. Like, I, 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 like, like my, my spider sense was tingling. Some, some shit's fucked up over here. Kept on, kept on staring at him, staring at him, and then they kind of like saw me staring at me and they kind of gave me this like little sly look and they're walking back into this car. He pulls up his shirt and just flashes his gun at me, kind of gives me like, like a serious look. And I'm like, I knew it. I know, I can just tell. And it's like, it's that thing when you're from New York that you can pick up on it. It's, it's again, I, I give props to people who solo travel who are from small little like naive places, but like when you're, where I'm from, where we're from, it's like, you know, you know what not to do and you know what to do. Like you, mm-hmm. like for example, if, if I'm going to go out, like when I, I was walking around in DR late at nighttime by myself, like for example, you know what I'm carrying with me? Enough cash to party for the night. That's it. If I get robbed, maybe they'll take my cell phone, but I have I have I have that shit back in the cloud. Word. You have to be really smart about again, anything can happen. But if you walk around like I don't give a fuck, like I'm this is where I'm 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 from here too. Yeah. The things don't things don't happen, man. They, people don't fuck with you. People yeah. are, people kind of people are like, all right, he's he's like he's not afraid, so they don't exactly. fuck. if you walk around scared, you know, you're gonna get fucking you're gonna get targeted. Yeah. And and and, and that's why and I'm glad you're saying that because you're right, like, being from New York definitely uh, helps us out with that because I tell people this all the time. I'm like, listen, you live in New York. When you're on the train, does anybody know you're not from New York? No. They don't know no, they, that. They, 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 New they York is too crazy where it's different people. Nobody knows where nobody's from. So I'm like, the same thing's going to happen when you travel anywhere else. Unless, obviously, you go going to a place where it's like predominantly just one like you know race of people. Except like Jamaica, obviously, you're going to stand out. But like, if, yeah. you, if you're going about your business, like you know where you're going... People are not going to fuck with you like that. They're going to be like, all right, this person either has, one, lived here, has been here, knows where they're going, they got the, 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 the head is up, you know what I mean? Like, it's just natural things where people are like, all right, this person is a, is about it, right? Like, they know what they're doing. And I agree, like, New York definitely sets you up that way because New York is crazy. Like, <laughs> people... Like, just, no, like, 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 listen, I met some friends that... 
I met him at the hospital. They were from Australia. And I was like, yeah, we were in New York. I was like, oh, so I, I always ask this question. I was like, so how would you like the subway? They were like, oh, everybody looks really serious and angry. And I was like, I was like, you want to know why? They're like, why? I'm like, how many people spoke to you on the train? Oh, like, a bunch of people kept talking to us. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like you want to know how many people talked to me on the train? They're like, how many? None. They're like, why? Because I walk around with a face that don't, like, with an angry face on. Because the thing is, people can, like, like for example, like a, a crackhead can tell you're not from New York. But they can tell you're a target when you give them welcoming eyes. Like, yeah, oh, hello. Yeah, yeah. And then they're going to talk to you. And then you're stuck. The whole train ride speaking to a guy that crackhead, you know? <laughs> so, like, so, so when you're from New York, you kind of walk around with a very angry face. Even though I'm happy, I'm mostly, like, in a jolly mood for the most part. But I have that little, I have that resting bitch face when I'm out on the streets because I don't yeah. want to talk to you. Like, like, I don't want to talk to no crazy-ass person, you know? Yeah. No, no, no. I think, like, to that point, right? And it's kind of like the, the, the good thing and bad thing about New York. Like, I'm glad you said that because I feel like New York desensitizes us to, like, you know, you're talking about like, some homeless people. Like, the fact that we're like that to homeless people is kind of fucked up. Like, it's like they're not even there. Yo, it's, it's like, when, it's like up, they're yeah, not man. even there. And I think that... But then it's, like, for our own safety because these, these people be dangerous, exactly. too. It's shit. Like, exactly. you just don't know. Yeah, we have, we have, you have no other choice, man. Like, I know it's fucked up. Like, obviously, I want to help, but also, I'm not trying to get my shit, like, fucked up. You know what I mean? It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair to... You know what I mean? No, no, no. It's real. It's real. It's real. But, um, yeah, back to that point about the hostels, right? So, yeah. So, it's mostly Europeans. Right. We know... It's mostly Europeans. Yeah, it's mostly yeah, Europeans. It's mostly... So, yeah, and it's not really... And then also... Can I also give you at least what? Yeah, go ahead. because it's, it's like... I'll tell people, like, I'll tell, like, the young kids uh, that I, like, say, for example, the, the young kids that I work with, I'm like, yo, go stay at a hostel, go travel, go do this. Like, like where do you stay? I'm like, at a hostel. Like, yo, hostel, that's kind of gross. <clears throat> I, saw the, I saw the movie Hostel. I was like, i never seen that shit, but I, like, I don't, even, even, even if I saw it, it's not gonna, it's not gonna deter me from freaking doing it. Because, because honestly, like, what, I, I sleep in a mixed room with people, you know, what's the worst thing, the worst thing that's happened is that people fucking snore. You know, yeah. I keep, I sleep with my belongings. Like, like, for example, oh, they have like, sex as you're I, sleeping. <laughs> yeah, you, like numerous times, yeah, I've seen that happen. I wake up, I'm like, what the fuck? It's all like a white girl's titty. And that's what happens, man, you know? It's, it's a normal thing, you know? Like, like it's, it is what it is, man. People, yeah, people, people fucking uh, hook up, man. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, I, I just think it's not, it's not socially accepted, especially being, you know, like a first generation Latino. Especially being from you know the hood, you know, because we're from the hood, man. Like, there's no, there's no denying it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not hood, but I'm from the hood, you know. Same here, exactly. Yeah, I, I, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> you know, it's true. I'm what? I'm from Jamaica, Queens. That's not fucking. <laughs> I'm not from fucking. I'm not from fucking. Um, uh, I'm not from Bayside. I'm yeah, that's from, from Bayside, Jamaica, Queens. Queens. You know? not, what's another, what's another place you can shit on? What's another place of Queens you can shit on? Flushing. I'm, I'm not. Nah, Flushing is pretty. Flushing, Flushing is real. They got, they got, they got, the, they got a good Asian culture out there. It's fucking cool shit. You know? like, <laughs> but like. Bayside's the only one that comes to mind because that's like the fucking <laughs> that's like the fucking suburb. Astoria, how about Astoria? We should have Astoria. Astoria, Astoria got some got some culture there. You know, you know? now it's gotten gentrified a lot more, but it's yeah, yeah, culture yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, mostly just Bayside. Yeah. Bayside Queens. Oh my god, no, nah, no, nah. but yeah, no, nah, I think like it used to bother me, right? But now I feel like we have a responsibility, people like you and I, right? That we have to show them that we can do it too. That this isn't a that this ain't just for white people. You yeah, exactly. Know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, cause, uh, cause, cause, ultimately, like, like it's it's a great experience. It doesn't matter what color you are. It's a great experience to go out and meet new people and open up your minds to different cultures, man. Like, it's nothing really compares to it, man. Like, 
and then you're meeting other people from different places, and you mm-hmm. you 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 guys are talking, drinking beers, talking about life. You meet people from all from all backgrounds, man, and you kind of and you learn to accept them, and you talk to them as people because when you're there, like for example, I've met Americans in other countries, and Americans that I probably would never speak to outside of the fact that we're at, like mm-hmm. people that I would never speak to, like people who are who are on the far right. That I obviously I'm a fucking liberal. Yeah, that that I that I've talked to and, I, and I've got to know them as people, not just as you know, as like a a right wing, you know. And we could talk like like people, you know, yeah. not not just as like a we're, as we're we're travelers, we're people together on this road. Maybe our views aren't the same, you know, but I see you as a person, and then I get to open up their mind to some of the ways that they're seeing. And it, it's it's a beautiful thing, man. Like you, especially. When when you when you're staying at a hostel, come get with people who, who we all have the same thing, the same goal in mind, which is to travel and have fun and have cool stories to come back home with, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's it's it's awesome, man. It's I, I think I think it benefits you so much because like when when you're from the hood, all you think all you think is the hood. That's all I have left is the hood. Like oh, I'm gonna work to get these new sneakers so I can so I can flex in the hood, you know. And yeah. that's but when but when you're still when you're traveling out there it's kind of more like I really want to get experiences and, and learn a little bit about this culture and try different foods and meet different people you know no I completely agree and I'm glad you said that because I also feel like that's the part that I love about solo traveling and I tell people this all the time when I solo travel I don't travel to be alone I travel to have the option of being alone but I want to exactly. meet, I want to meet people like and I love like you said like just like you. I love talking to people. I love meeting people that are not from where I'm from. And I ask them questions. They ask me questions. And what I love about being from New York is, once I'm from New York, they ask, we're in New York. And I say Brooklyn. And then they're like, oh, shit. They're like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, they're like yeah, all right, yeah. you, you, you're, from, you're from New York City. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. So yeah, there, yeah, there's that yeah, respect that goes to it. I know you feel when the same you, way. When you say, the only time I went somewhere and I said I'm from New York and people were like, what? Was when, was when I was in this like little small island in Indonesia. That was the one time that I was like, all from New York. They're like, what? <laughs> What's New York? But no, but no, they, they, they don't even have a TV. Like, like that was when yeah, I went, yeah, that yeah. was this year when I went to get that tattoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah so was, I, was, it's, it's really cool. Like you said, it's really cool to meet people. And like you said, it's not like, and we're saying like, and I want to, I want to make this clear. I think people know this that are listening. It's not like a, oh my God, I can't, I, I'm tired of seeing white people. It's not, it's not about that. It's about the fact that, like you said, we want to show white people that this is for this is not just for you. Like there's people gonna that, that are like us, like you and my I, they're doing this too. And I think what happens is is that with, with soul traveling, there's an echo chamber. So for example, when I was in DR, right? I'm glad that the people in the hostel, they were mixed. There were some Dominicans that work in the hostel, and like even though the owner was a British white guy, but like, you know, but there was like but those mostly he white married, people. That, he, he's married to he's married to a Dominican woman, right? I know, yeah, he's married, he's married to he's, 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 he, that's the homie right there. Yeah, he's the homie. He's cool. But the point is, like, whenever you go to a place like, let's say, Latin America, right? Because I've been, like, mostly Latin America where I solo traveled. It's like, you're in a Latin American country, and the people that might work at the hostel are Latin American, but the people that are staying there are not. They're white. And you're, like, the only representative of, like, Latin culture. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a very yeah. weird feeling to have. And, like, I want people, like, you know, because there's people like you out there. They are. And I want to keep speaking to them that do this, right? But we just don't see them, though. Because you know what? It's actually not devilin'. Like, I think people solo travel a lot, but a lot of people don't stay in hostels like you just said. A lot of people, you know, they rather stay in a hotel, certain more thing. And I think you said, I think it has to do with, like, that European culture, which is, like, very, like you said, it's a way of passage, right? It's Europe, you go to any country, you're a freaking train ride away. Why are you going to stay in a hotel? You know what I'm saying? So I feel like exactly. when you're from America and from New York, 
is like, nah, like I'm not, you know, I'm gonna go stay in this five star resort and be chilling and be popping bottles or whatever, all inclusive, you know, drink. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that, dude, man. That's whack as shit, dude. I was a fucking no, I'd would rather be fucking drinking beers with locals, like like chilling by like the side of the road, you know, like 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 how I was in DR. Like DR was the first time that I had a real, real like it was just local, like because like I was hanging out with Uber driver and we were just drinking beers like on like, the side of the road with like they're playing fucking merengue typical. It was fucking awesome, dude. I was like, like, like this is. I got to experience a part of like my like my uh, my friends, oh my my friends' culture. Cause how, how many how many fucking Dominican friends do I have? <laughs> Man. A lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a you're, lot. Of you're, you're an honorary Dominican. So. <laughs> I'll tell you, oh, thank you. Uh, that, that that actually means a lot. You know? <laughs> I can't dance for. Sh- I can't dance for shit, yo. But I'll take it. No, no, no. But no, it, it, it's definitely real, man. I think that, and I, I think that people like, you know, again, people like you that, that you know, you've done it more than I have and, you know, and I'm doing it as well now that I'm living abroad, right? So it's like, I think they, they're tandem and that's why we're having this episode, right? Because I think it, it definitely goes in tandem. If you have, if you have thought about living abroad, you have to, you have to soul travel first. Sure, you can take the plunge and like, not you know, I just go live abroad. I'm not saying you can't do that, but it's if you want, yeah, you know, it is, and it's, people have done it. I know that, but like, if you really want to think about it, like, hey, what if I decide to move abroad? Yo, go somewhere by yourself, yo. Like, really, like, be and, and, and you said it's not even to be like cheesy philosophical, but being in your own thoughts, yo, when nobody knows who the fuck you are, and it's just you. With your old thoughts, your old insecurities, and all this it's other a shit, thing, man. it's a powerful thing, yo. And you really you come back home. It's like you know that you define yourself. Nobody else does, you know. I, like like people have perceptions of you, but that's only their perception. And you and you learn to kind of say, yo, fuck what people think. I know who the fuck I am and who the fuck I want to be. Like I'm not gonna listen to this shit you're telling me. Like I appreciate you. I'm sure you mean well, but like I know who I am. I've I've been out on my own. Places that 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 no one's ever been where I don't know anybody where I don't know the language. I know what I know the energy that I bring and I know what I'm capable of, man. And you can kind of reinvent yourself however you want after that. No, you could. And also, what I I don't know about you, but like for me, when I solo travel, what it has taught me is about how temporary things are in life. Like I, I mean, oh, yeah, I'm sure this happens man. to you so many times. You meet somebody so cool, you have a great three days. And now they're gone because guess what? They got other travel plans or they're going back home or you're leaving because you got to leave out of town. You're staying in a different hostel. So it shows you how temporary shit is, you know? Yeah, man. What, I, what I've gotten from it, it, it it's, it's really put things in perspective on that, in that way that, yeah, I think things are temporary, man. And I think the, re- the reason why I travel more is because I, I've already, I already knew. I already knew things were temporary. So I want to I wanna do things in a way like that, that doing things that I love, you know, like traveling is like, if I died, like I have a little bucket list for this year. I'm like, if I die tomorrow, what would I regret the most not doing? And I'm and I've been doing it, man. Like I'm looking at my list of travels, and I was like, go to Borneo to get a tattoo done. Go to um uh, Colombia to party, which is what I did. Is party, heat my ass off. Go to the Bahamas and swim with sharks. Done. Like go to go to Peru and just see Machu Picchu and there and like things that. Things that I that I always like that when, when, as a kid I thought I could never do because you know growing up I was kind of poor I couldn't really afford things I remember growing up my my family like some of my family they had money and they would go to like Disney World and Universal Studios and I remember staying home and I'm like fuck it, this sucks I want to fucking go the most I would ever go is back to Ecuador and then just stay, stay on my family out there so I was like I, I would, I'm never gonna get a chance to do all this other shit and then to kind of fast forward to where I am at now that, I, that I've traveled more than the people who have gone to Universal Studios and who have gone to Disney I, I've seen the real world man and it's it's beautiful yeah and, and I'm glad you mentioned that right the whole thing because same here right like I 
I like I don't mind saying it. I've said it before. Like I grew up on welfare for most of my childhood yeah, life. Man, like same, my, my same mom was, brother, yeah, same my, my mom was on you know my mom was on food stamps and shit. And I felt like that thing. And thankfully, you know, my mom was you know she I, I don't know what she did, but she got us to Disney World, you know, and I was so grateful. And she tells me this now as an adult. That, you know, and like she took out credit cards to take us to Disney World, you know, but like crazy things, you know, that, that, that our parents do for us that we might not even know man. that your mom has done for you, you know, that, that mama has done for me that we don't, you know, that we think about now as adults because it's like, damn, like we, we seen that growing up, what it's like to not have something, you know, and now yeah. it, it, for you, and, and I want you to talk about this a little bit because it's not like it, I'm not rich, you're not rich either. It's not like we're rich now all of a sudden. No, yeah. no, we, 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 I make ends meet. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you the reason why. Why I do it even more, you know? Cause my my mom doesn't get it, you know. She doesn't get it. Why are you doing this? And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm doing it for you, cause I know you're never gonna get to do it. I'm doing it for the people who don't get to do it. Like for example, like what is it? When it, before I went to the Philippines, I was like one of my friends. His father, now him and I were very close. He passed away, and I was kind of scared to go see him at the at the hospital. Cause I was I was scared, you know. Like, I was, I, I didn't want to kind of deal with it. And I remember being on the trip, like, I'm I'm on the plane, I'm about to fly to the Philippines, and my friend's like, yo, he passed away. And I remember just, like, like tearing up on the fucking plane, like, crying and shit. And I'm just like, fuck, like, fucked up about it. And then I just thought to myself, I'm like, you know what, man? Like, we got to live for the ones who haven't lived, man, and for the ones who aren't here anymore. And, like, like everything, like that whole trip was kind of dedicated to him, you know? And that, and that's kind of how I see me trying to leave for my mom, like, like for my mom, you know. Even though she's not with me, because she and she doesn't want to go. Trust me, she, <laughs> doesn't, want, she yeah. does not want to. She wants to go to Ecuador, with her favorite place. Yeah. But um, uh, I want, I want, I want to do it because she is so outside of her reality. So when if I ever have a kid or or if my niece and my my nephew they want to travel, like I can be the guide for them to kind of help them out with that too, you know? Because because again, man, like. They, it's it's a part of life that, that our parents are just it's so outside of their reality to go to a different country like besides like besides America because that, that was the country they came to but of course, other yeah. than that uh, because that, that was the mecca but to go anywhere else is like everywhere else sucks America's the best like you know <laughs> what I mean but to me I, I, I kind of want to and then you know back in the days like my mom used to kind of like used to get mad about it and then now she brags about it to her friends She's like, oh he went to stay in the village and got <laughs> and, and got a traditional hand tap tattoo by a hundred year old lady Dude. or um uh, it, it's like 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 but, but back then I remember when, it was it was like are you are you fucking stupid like why are you so crazy don't do that shit but now it's kind of more like wow like my son is like is like a fucking adventure or something something that not many people get to do, you know. And she's bragging about it. And it's fucking awesome, man. Dad, you do I do literally the same. Dude, <laughs> so, yeah, I laugh yeah, at man. this because my dad, my mom, my mom is ready. She knows the way I am, so she gets like a little bit like, oh. But my dad gets, you know, he gets furious. He's like, you don't know nobody there. Why are you going there? You want to die? Like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, have, yeah. My mom's the same exact way, bro. Yeah. So you have a death wish, and then like, but my mom tells me a secret. That when he goes visit his uncles in the Heights, because of course my my parent, my dad has family in the Heights, is yeah, like <laughs> he's like by Dykeman, literally too. The last stop of the H.A. Yeah. Dykeman. Oh my god, and, <laughs> the Dominican place in the world. And like he tells them about like my travels. He's like, oh yeah, Angels now in DR. He went to Cuba, you know, and he literally brags about me. But he he of always course, shits man. on me when I go. But like I yeah, go ahead. It's because it's it's outside of his reality. It's exactly. Outside of their, but then they're proud of you because you're doing something that they're never gonna do. And it's like yeah. wow, like they've kind of surpassed me in a sense that like that that they're that they're doing things that I've never dreamed of doing. And it's you know, and, and again, even though even though they don't get it, you know, they're proud of it because it's like holy shit, like I've raised a kid that that is fearless. It's more fearless than me, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. raised this kid. Yeah. So like, 
I, I honestly like that's why I keep on doing it too because like, I know it makes her proud. I, even though even though I, she in some sense she doesn't get it and in some sense she kind of judges it a little bit, but I think she also is really proud to be to see like to see her kid be who the fuck he wants to be and do what the hell he wants to do, you know? Because, again, how often are people constrained to the way their parents want them to be, you know? And they end up missing out on life, you know? Like, I was always very lucky that, like, I was always fucking weird and my mom was always kind of like, <laughs> yeah, he's he has a, a mohawk right now, a red mohawk. He has dreadlocks, he, yeah, but, you know, he's he's true to who he is, you know? And and I think soul travel is something that, that that's true to who I am and it, and it makes her proud in a sense, even though it's, again, it's not like her ideal, it makes her proud to see that that her kids being who the fuck he wants to be. Yeah, and if you, I mean, you, for those that don't know Roderick, uh, he's gone through many different hairstyles throughout his oh, life yeah. since I've known him. So his mom is definitely a saint for the hairstyle. Yeah, she's a she's a she's a kind soul. But now, nah, bro, I, I think um, <laughs> I think it's um. It's, it's definitely crazy to think about that. And, and talk to me about going to Ecuador, right? Like the first time you went by yourself. Because when I went to DR last summer by myself, like I felt this connection to like my heritage. You know, like I'm like, yo. And, I, and dude, I was texting my mom and my dad nonstop, yo. Sending them pictures of everything I saw do when I was seeing the merengue, bro. I like, I felt that shit it's in my blood, yo. Dude. It's yeah. beautiful, bro. It's yeah, a like beautiful I, thing to go back to like your culture and, and feel it, man. It's nothing really compares to it, dude. Yeah, like, it was really cool. And I'm like, man, look, I'm in Samana. Like, and they never even been to Samana, bro. Like, wow, exactly. That's insane, man. It's that's like, the they grew up in the. Part of the OER. Exactly. <laughs> it's the most beautiful. Like, like, if you're listening, please go to Samana and DR. It's fucking gorgeous. DR is so underrated. It's more than fucking a resort. I'm telling you, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's underrated in that aspect, right? Because, I mean, everyone goes to DR, but never, no one goes past the resort. No, no, so, but, yeah. but, like, they, they'll, they'll, stay, they'll stay with their family or they'll fucking go to resorts, you know? Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. DR has so much more offers. Yeah, yeah. But not, but tell me about going back, like when you went back to Ecuador for that for that well, first time um, by yourself. Well, basically, Ecuador wasn't a solo trip, man. Ecuador, I went with my friends. I went, I went with, with my with my two Korean friends <laughs> to Ecuador. Oh, that's right, so that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't really a solo trip, man. But um, it was it was it was just as it was just as cool because you know what it is growing up. I'm from I'm from the coast of Ecuador, a park called Manabi. But I, I went to Quito, and I and I've been to Quito when I was a kid. But Quito never really interested me because I'm like, ah, oh, Quito, like. I'm, I'm from the coast. The coast is the best, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> when you go to Quito as an adult, you know, you, that was the second capital of the Incas. So when you go there, native culture is thriving. People are speaking Quechua, like, more than almost any other place in Ecuador. It, it's, it, so going there, to me, it, it was, it was, it's awesome, man. Like, I got to, so the first time I went there with my friends, we ended up going to, like, we were going to go to this touristy spot called Baños. It's like natural hot springs. We ended up driving out there. It was like a, like a five-hour drive. We, we got out there. And then we were looking at the map. And my friend's like, yo, Rod, we're about four hours away from the Amazon. And I was like, what? He's like, do you want to go to the Amazon? And I was like, uh, sure. So we, we spoke at a hostel. We were like, hey, we, 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 want to, we want to go to the Amazon. with natives. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can probably find somebody to drive you out there. And they were like, all right, cool. So they, they found us a driver. And they, 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 knew, they knew of a family out there. And we ended up staying with that man. It was a life-changing experience. It was me, my best friend Kevin, and his um, uh, his friend named, named uh, JK, who only speaks a little bit of English and mostly Korean. So we're hanging out, we're hanging out in the in the in the jungle with these with these Quechua people. Um, uh, they call the the Kotokocha, and we're staying with them, man. 
we were drinking this drink called chicha de yuca, which is basically it's really gross. It's basically um uh, <laughs> they 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 take yuca, they chew it, they chew on it, they spit it in, and they spit it into like a bowl, and then it gets fermented and it becomes an alcoholic drink. Oh my god! So we're drinking, chi- and then this drink has been drunk by by the Incas for thousands of years, and I'm drinking it in the jungle because you know obviously I have Spaniard blood. I'm I'm not I'm not a full blown. Yeah. I'm, I, my mom's very white. My dad was very native looking, so I'm like a. I'm mestizo. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what I am. Yeah, yeah. But to but to go somewhere to go somewhere and connect with that level to your roots to the core, man. I'm like, holy shit! Like this is like a part of my ancestry was doing this, and I'm and I'm out here doing it too. It was like, it was really like a like to 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 do that kind of shit. It, it just felt like spiritual in a sense, man. Where we're drinking we're drinking alcoholic drinks made from the jungle, like in in the fucking, like, in the Amazon rainforest around a little bonfire, eating simple foods and having the time of my life, having having genuine conversations with these people and just, like, I, and then to the point that we, we, we ended up going back the next year. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, we ended up going back next year. We, we did, like, a little clothes dry. We brought clothes to the, to the family and surprised them. They ended up making me and my best friend godparents to, to some of the kids in the, in the, in the tribe. Damn, are you a godfather? Family. Yeah, now, so now we have family. Now we have family in the Amazon, bro. So whenever I want to go to the Amazon, I have family to stay with, and it's really cool because, like, so the the family that I stay with, they're called they're called the Kotokocha, right? And what's really cool is that um uh, one of like one of like the, the chief leader in the in the town of 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 the family, he's actually not Kotokocha. He's a part of this tribe called the Shuar, which are which are very um uh, which are very very super spiritual, super deep in the, they're very, very deep in the Amazon. And and now he was like, if you ever want to go meet my family over there, let me know. And I'm like, holy shit, now I get to go, now I have like an understanding to go back and go even deeper into the jungle. It's, it's awesome, man. Like, 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 again, I feel like, you know, most Latinos, especially like, like Latinos, like from South America, and you know, they forget that they're, that they're Native American too, you know, like we're, we have Native American blood in us too, you know, we're not, I know people want to throw it out, you know, like, cause, cause in, in the United States, Native Americans, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm Cherokee, I'm like one fourth Cherokee, you know, we all, we also are one fourth Inca, you know, mm-hmm. it's in our blood. If, if we yeah. look deep, if we look deep into it, it's there too. And it sucks because, you know, growing up, you're 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 always taught like oh you are you have Spaniard blood you have your your great uncle was Italian or some shit and I'm like, I'm like what dude like get out of here like I'm, I, and I don't really go offense to shit on that you know because obviously that's part of who I am too but I don't relate to that I, I like yeah. the culture that I grew up in is the culture where we grew up in is the culture of from from where from, from where most of our ancestors are from so it's like to mm-hmm. to go back to that level and connect with these people and that are that. That show you a side of yourself that that was long forgotten, you know. It's loved it, dude. Like I I, I can't wait to go back again. I'm, I'll probably go back next year if, if the Lord allows me. <laughs> yeah, you invite me, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know if you're cool with getting bit by gigantic mosquitoes. And, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> and, and, and then taking the shit in a little dirt hole. And then they, and then bathing in the river, which is what I did. <laughs> oh my god, you crazy! You could have got, you could have, it could have been the Anaconda movie all over again. <laughs> it, could, it, it could have been malaria or something. Yeah, yeah. Which, nah, which is way more common. <laughs> nah, but it, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Way nah, more common, dude. But it's it's uh, nah, I'm glad you mentioned that, right? Like the whole like you know, like you said your your ancestry and speaking about like you know you have like a great grandfather, whatever that's like Italian. But like I feel that way too. Mm-hmm. I went to Spain. It was like there was a, a literal street, a literal street in Madrid, called Casa de Rodrigo, and I'm like, wow, right here, this is this is my this is my people right here, my my conquistadors, you know, Rodriguez. 
So it's like, but I, but I don't feel that connection to that, right? That's the Spanish side of me. But like when I'm in DR, bro, when I'm listening to or any talk about any Caribbean country, right? When I was in Cuba, I felt like I was in Puerto Rico, dude. When you're in the Caribbean, bro, and you hear that music, bro, when you hear that 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 salsa, that that, that, that merengue, you feel those. And I and I say it to everybody because like all this music. And I'm going to talk about this from a musical lens here <laughs> as a music educator. But, like, you know, though all those rhythms are African rhythms, yo. And that's Everything, the, bro. Yeah. Dude, everything is... like, And, like, you know, people say it, like, like kind of, like, all will and do. Like, you're like, I heard, like, uh, there was some ongoing meme that says, like, Fat Joe says that all music is African music, which is yeah. kind of true, dude. Yeah, from no. From the blues, <clears throat> from, the, from the blues, you know, rock and roll, yep. it, it, it all comes from... Yeah, from Africa. If you, no, it if does. You, like if you if you like dig, dig deep enough, even if you look at like maybe you you'll, you'll see a band. Oh, you're, you're telling me Brick One Eighty Two is African music? It's a, it comes from African yeah. music. Everything it comes can be from traced the back. Blues, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz, soul, mm -hmm. reggae, everything. Yo, mm -hmm. it's it's it's, it's awesome, crazy, man. Yeah. And, and, and you know what it is? What makes me sad when when I when I was on DR, you know, a lot of I, I you know I, I I'm sure you experienced this as a Dominican. How often do Dominicans deny their their African heritage? And I'm like, why? It's a beautiful. It's mm -hmm. it's a like I, I had this one friend. He's the he's Dominican. If he didn't if you didn't hear him speak Spanish, you would think he was black, you know. And I remember one time he, I was talking. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I love Dr. He's like he's like yeah, you know. Somehow he brought up. He's like you know, my, my mom's kind of racist towards black people. I was like, but and then I'm like, bro, like you're black. Dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> and like. But I think it's like so important to kind of accept that fact and like and, and love that fact because mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing to have to have such deep cultural heritage. You know that that is probably the most influential culturally of, of all. You know, yeah, yeah. African African descent. You know, yeah. Awesome. I, and I think, but you know, we're, we're against. Like, it's funny you mentioned that, right? Because where things get complicated is that these music, the, 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 like like you said, all music, right? But let, let, let's stick to the Caribbean music, right? Because that has its, its own interesting history. Because you think about merengue for like merengue in particular, like the merengue typical, like what instrument do they use primarily? The accordion. Where did the accordion come from? Europe. Literally in the 1880s, Germans brought the accordion. And obviously you hear the way it's played in Europe. It's played terribly, right? Like what the hell does that sound? Yeah. But yeah. but they literally brought it to DR, like for some some like some, you know, some trading and bartering. And like Dominicans literally played it in the way that they played it now, right? So and they like, gave it life. They gave it soul, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. You like could say, you could say you could take the most corniest instrument. Like, <laughs> Steve, Steve Urkel literally played the accordion, and you can give a Dominican the fucking accordion. He's gonna fucking rock that shit. Like, <laughs> Steve Urkel, like, wow. No, like nobody's business, dude. It's oh crazy. You gotta think about it. You gotta think about it, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, and, I think it's just. It, but but then you think about why they right why they like the white side, right? It's like oh, you know, because it's a mix. It's a mix of things, right? Merengue is a yeah. mix of Span Spanish and African. And then you get what you get. So it's it's a very um. But again, like you said they, they, they never want to acknowledge that part because that's the part that makes you want to dance. Is the African rhythm? Is the tambora? Is the drum? Of course. It's not. That, that's the part that makes you want to dance. Exactly. So it's like the guida. A very like look at just look at the way it looks. You gonna tell me that shit came from Europe? No, it did not. Like. No, hell. <laughs> so, nah, man, that 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 is played with with heart. Yeah, bro. Roger, like if you ever thought about living abroad, you definitely could do it. Like because. Oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. It's, I have factors that are keeping me here, you know, but 
I, it's honestly, dude, like, like when I was in Colombia, I was like, I, I think I could live here. I think I'm gonna, wanna, <laughs> I think I want to live here. It's fucking cool as shit. Like, there's, there's places that, that I, that I have in mind, you know, because again, like, I love, I love America and I love what this country has done for me, what it's taught me. I'm American, you know, there's, there's no, there's no yep. denying that, but I'm also South American, you know, and I love, Latino culture, it's fucking beautiful, dude. It's like, a, and I, I honestly, as I get older, I, I see myself spending more time out there because it's just like, people really get life more than they get it over here. Like they, they, they're living life for real. You go out there on a Sunday, everything's closed on a Sunday. You're not gonna fucking find nothing open, and everyone's with their family. Yeah, everyone's yep. chilling. Yep. It's like that. It's how 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 things kind of used to be and how they should be. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I love it. it. Goes back to basics, man. Nah, that that do that. That's the one thing living here has taught me Costa Rica, bro, is like, people are laid back here. Like, it's a it's like beautiful country, and I'm like, oh my God, I, I got to do things. They're just chilling. They're just enjoying what's in front of them. They know the country's yeah, beautiful. They know they live in a beautiful country. They're just enjoying the moment. They're not in a rush to go see this and that. They're enjoying yeah, where they are and enjoying the moments. They're enjoying family, enjoying the company of people. And it's like, it's just a different way of thinking about things. And I, and I had to like, I'm still like learning that, right? Because I've only been here two Damn. months. But, like, it's definitely, like, a deep programming in a sense of, like, dude, I come home to my own apartment, and there's certain days that I just don't do anything. I just, you know, I work, and I come home, and I'm chilling. But guess what? I'm feeling content. You know? Yeah, it's different where, like, in New York, is like, I felt guilty if I didn't do something, you know, on a weekday, yeah, you know, on a weeknight. I'm like, yo, I better go out there. It's like the FOMO, right? Like, you look at an Instagram. Friday, and- you got to go out. You got to go spend money. Yeah, you, know, you like, got to. That consumer culture, bro, that, that we're living in, man. That's why people ask me, like, Roderick, why do you go to all these remote villages in the middle of nowhere? And, like, literally, I'm having coffee with people who barely speak English, and we're communicating mostly through, like, our body language and, like, joking around with, like, whatever little words we, we can kind of get to each other. I'm like, because this is what life is really about. It's, it's about genuine interaction. I really don't have much to offer these people. I'm not, they know that I'm not rich. I give what I can, but really what I'm giving, really what I'm giving them is kind of like my experience and like, and they're giving me their experience and it's just, I feel like I get more out of it than they get out of it, you know? And if not, it's just as much because it's like, I'm out here, I'm out here like learning about different cultures, man, and it's awesome, dude. I, I really feel like if, if you're not traveling and you're not, and when I mean travel, travel for real. Don't just stay on a fucking cruise ship. That's fucking whack, dude. Go out and meet real people. Like it's, yeah. like, cause again, like this facade that we're living in, especially like in New York, man, where it's just all about like, what do you have to offer? What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? Mm-hmm. When you go out somewhere and you're having a drink with the local, that's genuine, bro. Just, 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 you're just two people having a beer together and, you don't, he doesn't want anything from me. I don't want anything from him. It's just, we're just yeah. human, real, genuine human interaction, which is, which is why I travel, man. Like, people ask me, like, why those remote villages? I'm like, because when I come back to New York, I come back centered. I come back understanding mm-hmm. what life's about because I see these people and, they're with, and they, they're with their family. They spend time with their family. They, you know, they drink some coffee. They're, they're cracking jokes. They're laughing. And I'm like, really, like, you know, obviously you want to achieve more, achieve more, achieve more, but also you got to make time to like, to like really, cause life isn't about only just achieving things, man, which is, which is where we're kind of like forced to kind of make out of society. Yeah. Life also, life, life also is like, like spending time with your family, man, like, and spending time with, with people on, on a genuine level, you know, not just your family, but just people in general on, on a genuine level that, that you don't really get when you, when you go through your day to day, like monotonous life, you know? Mm-hmm. No, it's real, and it's like it's funny that you, because I remember uh, before we uh, we uh, we recorded this, I was telling Roger what I did today. <laughs> I told him I hung out with my with Steven. Shout out to Steven. Hopefully you're gonna be listening to. Him. I'm gonna tell you about this this antidote. But like I'm like yeah, I was hanging out with my 
60-year-old British colleague named Stephen. And, you know, obviously you laughed. And it's like, it's funny to say it, right? But, like, I enjoy hanging out with him. Like, I genuinely, genuine. I, I genuinely do. Like, it's not like... Because I could easily just come home and play FIFA or, like, do whatever, right? And, like, talk to somebody else that's my age on the phone or whatever. But I'm like, yo, I want to, like, let's hang out. You know, like, let, let's get it. Let's get a drink. And I can learn from oh, him, yeah. you know? And we, and we, oh, I can tell, yeah. is a genuine, like... We we enjoy our company, you know, and this dude, like you said, he's yeah, lived man. he's lived he's lived my life twice over, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's um, it's it's that dude's totally gonna hate me because he's like, oh, you laughing? Fuck it, you asshole! <laughs> he's totally gonna fucking not like me. We like, your friend we, sounds like your friend sounds like a total douche. Uh, <laughs> And he won't be wrong because I am kind of a no, 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 no. But uh, but no, nah, I think I I think that's honestly the perfect uh, what you said. I think is the perfect way to cap this conversation off, right? Because you said soul travel. This is about soul travel. This is about genuine interactions with people, and traveling allows that. Like you said, yeah, when you when you remove the mundane of you know of of normal sea land like that, because you know people people want to want to stunt on Instagram all the time, right? Like so that's all people are about nowadays. And like, like I'm guilty of this too. But listen. We all, at one point or the other, have very normal lives. Like, I'm here in Costa Rica, for example. My life is very normal on my, most days. Like, I go to work, I eat lunch, I eat dinner, I come home, I go... You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. it, it's not like I'm living some crazy life. Sure, I'm not in America anymore, no, but it's still man. normal. Same thing for you. Like, you, you're doing amazing things. But yet, you I'll still live you, a I'll, normal life. Can I, can I tell you what it is, man? People always say, oh, my God, that's crazy. I was like, I was like my, my Instagram... Uh, my bio for a long time was these are just the highlight reels, man. It's yeah. just the highlight reels, bro. Like, but I, but I, I'm grateful that that these alone are just my highlight reels because because I'm telling you, it's like, it's like why not have these highlight reels? Because again, it it breaks you out of the monotony. And also, like one thing, I want to add one more thing about traveling that 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 helps you out a lot is that like, what I've learned is when when you when you travel somewhere, everything is new to you. Time goes slower. You know, as you get older, time goes by faster because you're used to everything. Kind of like. Oh, I, I know this. I know this. So you're not very observant. Mm -hmm. But when you when you so when you solo travel, when you travel just in general, mostly solo travel, you 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 <laughs> you, 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 see, you see things differently. You'll see a flower bloom differently. Mm -hmm. You'll see the mm -hmm. way the the way the sun hits that painting differently. You know. And then when I come back home and I'm walking in Brooklyn and there's beautiful art everywhere, I'm not just like yeah, that's Brooklyn fucking Brooklyn hipster art. I look at it the same way. I try my best to. I try. I try my best to look at it the same way I did when I was walking in um uh, Colombia and I saw really cool graffiti art. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is really cool. Wow, holy shit! Because it's in Colombia, it's a little bit better. Yeah. I try to keep that same perspective, that same perception when I when I'm back home because ultimately, like, you know, it goes back to that quote: if you if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. You know, yeah, and, and do that. And, 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 so and, true, and even so true, and so even. Yeah, man, and even back in New York, man, even back in New York, where with the things that I, 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 I'm from here, you know, and when I, and now, now that I come back, I, I try to be more of a tourist in my own city, you know, go to nice little rooftop places that I would never go to. Cause I'm like, oh, that's some touristy, like, like overrated shit, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to do that. Let's go to a dive bar that I go to all the time. Like, no, let's let's try something new because, again, you can you can change the way you think the, the way things are when you when you open up your perception a little bit, you know. Yeah, man, damn, bro, we hit on a lot of shit. It's good, man. I, I, this was this was a really good conversation, man. I feel like it's combos we had before all kind of brought together for once, you know. I hope you really enjoyed that episode uh, with Roderick and I. Um, 
just great talking to him honestly i could talk to him for <laughs> for hours honestly about solo traveling we literally see eye to eye when it comes to um this solo experience and i hope you got something for that episode and honestly and thinking more about solo traveling and after listening to it and editing it um i can honestly say it is the reason why i think i was able to move abroad people have obviously done it without you know solo traveling i'm not saying that it's not possible but i think there's something to be said about the solo experience when you do something by yourself especially something as huge as just traveling by yourself and it is to me a little like uh <laughs> i can't think of a better term but like the gateway drug to moving abroad when you're able to do something as i'm gonna go visit a country i've never seen before and do that by yourself you know there's power in that in that independence and it, it makes you feel really good about yourself i have to say there's times where you feel low because right you're like oh i can't go with no one but that's not the case, right? Those th those those feelings of like insecurities, they fade the more you face them and the more confident you are in yourself and your own abilities to have a good time with just your own company. It's basically about enjoying your own company. We do it from the comfort of our homes the entire time, but it's a whole nother level and like stratosphere to do it by um, traveling abroad by yourself. And also obviously the next step, moving abroad by yourself, which is the whole point of this podcast, right? <laughs> So yeah, I just I really hope you got something from that episode. It was I loved having them on. It was it was it was awesome. So yeah, next week you'll be hearing from Susana Garcia, who lived in Mexico for one year and uh, moved back to the states in New York. And I'm very excited about this episode because it's going to be the first post abroad episode. I think it's going to be really cool to have the perspective of someone that's already done this right and, and see the learning curve and, and what they learned from the experience and what do they take from that back home. Um, it's it, and it was a great conversation. I already recorded it. Um, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of the curve here. Uh, trying to get more consistent with uh, my my recordings and whatnot uh, makes things a lot easier. But yeah, hope I'm um, looking forward to it. Hope you do as well. All right, thanks for listening in. This is In Living Color Abroad. Peace.